0: Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Preach today. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me rejoice and be glad for your reward will be great in heaven the final verses from today's gospel from the fifth chapter of saint matthew a passage known as the beatitudes in the name of the father and of the son and the holy spirit amen before the gospel we heard from zephaniah one of the minor hebrew prophets from Psalm 146 and from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Now unlike most Sundays in ordinary time, when only the readings from the Hebrew scriptures, the Psalm and the Gospel are directly linked, even the epistle from St. Paul fits right in with the other readings. Zephaniah, who lived in the latter half of the seventh century before Christ, was a descendant of King David. Zephaniah introduces the idea of the day of the Lord, in which definitive judgment is to be passed on all the people on earth, with a large majority of folks, leaving only a remnant of the humble and lowly of Israel remaining. They shall do no wrong and speak no lies. No one will disturb them. Were this reading to continue, we'd hear more words of hope, how Israel should not fear, how they should sing joyfully and be glad and exult because the Lord has removed the judgment against them and turned away their enemies. In the verse from Psalm 146, we hear similar good news. The Lord keeps his faith forever, gives gives sight to the blind, loves the just, protects the stranger, sustains the fatherless and the widow. The church then follows up with a reminder from St. Paul to the Corinthians and to us God chooses the foolish of the world to shame the wise, the weak to shame the strong, and he chooses those who count for nothing to reduce to nothing those who think they are something. Now, compared to the Roman Empire, the early church was very weak, and as St. Paul later writes to these same Corinthians, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints for the sake of Christ. When I am weak, Then I am strong. You see, Jesus tells St. Paul that power is made perfect in weakness because his grace is sufficient for St. Paul, for you, and for me. And we know who the eventual winner was between Rome and the fledgling church. In a homily, St. John Chrysostom said that Paul, more than anyone else, has shown us what man really is and in what our nobility consists and of what virtue this particular animal is capable. Each day he aimed ever higher. Each day he rose up with greater ardor and faced with new eagerness the dangers that threatened him. He summed up his attitude in the words, I forget what is behind me and push on to what lies ahead. And when he saw death imminent, he bade others share his joy, rejoice and be glad with me. He said that Paul considered weakness, mistreatment, and persecution to be the weapons of righteousness, deriving immense profit from them. Oh, if there were only another St. Paul waiting to step forward, perhaps today's readings are are a needed clarion call, reminding us that the church that once was in the United States is no longer that shining beacon on the hill. While we in the Diocese of Phoenix are still growing back east, their closing parishes are combining them managing the decline. The Center for Applied Research in the Apostolate, Cara, tracks trends of the church. Infant baptisms are down 40% since 2000. In 1970, 55% of American Catholics attended mass. By 2019, that number had dropped to a little over 20%. And mass attendance in 2020 plummeted to around 5% during the pandemic. And since then, even here at St. Anne's, the numbers have not rebounded to even the 2019 levels. Maybe we're part of a remnant. Is it any wonder that Pope Benedict some years ago said aloud what many of us were only thinking, that the church will shrink considerably before she starts to grow again? Eric Sammons, editor-in-chief of Crisis Magazine, offers what he called a recipe for empty churches, I'll paraphrase. Before COVID, the American church was facing a demographic collapse. During COVID, our bishops, intentionally or not, signaled, much to Father's consternation, if you remember, that attending Mass is non-essential. This led to the breaking of lifelong lifelong Mass-going habits for so many faithful Catholics. And I might add, it was a free pass for the weak in faith to sleep in on Sundays from now on. Mr. Sammons writes that many parishes were so vigorous in enforcing their COVID restrictions that they were less welcoming than, and here I am quoting Mr. Sammons, an East German Stasi house call. So, what went wrong? Maybe as we American Catholics were accepted into the mainstream of American society, we became lazy. We lost our zeal. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen used to say that communists had zeal and no truth and that we Christians had the truth, but no zeal. Maybe the American church, and the church throughout the Western world in general, a culture built by the church that reflected Catholic values, are in this situation because the clergy, and here I must include myself, have lost our zeal for preaching the good news as the early church did, damn the consequences. The early church focused on spreading the good news and engaged in good works, and as a result, Converted the powerful Roman Empire. The word gospel means good news. We Catholics have the good news that the Holy Eucharist and the Holy Mass is the source and summit of the Catholic faith, that what we will receive in a few minutes is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So in that and with that, I will return to the good news of today's gospel. The Beatitudes are just an introduction to the Sermon on the Mount, which is reported over the course of three chapters, five to seven, in the Gospel of St. Mark. The words are familiar, are they not? Blessed are the poor, the meek, those who mourn, hunger, or thirst. Blessed are the merciful, the clean of heart, the peacemakers, not peace lovers, but peacemakers. And blessed are you when you are insulted and persecuted because of Jesus." As I read St. John Chrysostom's words about St. Paul, I'd say that he lived out the Beatitudes. And St. John Chrysostom continues in that homily. Constantly beaten, abused and cursed, Paul boasted of it as though he were celebrating a triumphal procession and offered thanks to God for it all. Thanks be to God who is always victorious in us. That is why he was and we should be far more eager for the shameful abuse that is for the shameful abuse that his zeal in preaching brought upon him than we are for the most pleasing honors more eager for death than we are for life for poverty than we are for wealth st paul yearned for toil far more than others yearn for the re- for rest after toil the one thing he feared was to offend god the only thing he really wanted was always to please God. The most important thing of all to Paul, however, was that he knew himself to be loved by Christ. Enjoying this love, he considered himself happier than anyone else. Were he without it, it would be no satisfaction to the friend of principalities, to be the friend of principalities and powers. He preferred this to be loved and be the least of all or even to be among the damned than to be without that love and be among the great and honored. In a word, St. Paul had hope in the Lord Jesus, and in the end, our hope in the Lord is what will sustain the church through these times. We know that Jesus is watching over and caring for his church. Let us live our lives in the hope that springs from that. And what else can we do? Well, please start by praying for me, and I will pray for you, that we could become more like St. Paul, poor in spirit, with a zeal for the gospel, the good news that we not be concerned with what others may think of us in this regard, and that by our lives we may bring others closer to Christ and his church, and we always live as a people who have hope in the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O R G. Say man, pray for us.